What is up, everyone? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network at 8 p.m. Central. For more Cowboys content, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. We've got new articles, multiple new articles up there on the website every single day. So make sure that you check it out over at adcsports.com slash Dallas. Tonight on the show, we will talk about the Dallas Cowboys linebacker duo getting named as a top three duo in the NFL at linebacker. And I'm talking because... This happened to me. I don't know if it happened to you. Because you think Michael Parsons is number one, but who fills out the duo? Who are we really talking about here? Because we, it might be fair to say that we're not sure if we don't look at the article. Because it could be Jabril Cox, who Stephen Jones has talked about this offseason as a potential future starter for the Cowboys in 2022. Or it could be the longtime quote-unquote veteran that has been with the Cowboys for multiple years now and that was brought back on a one-year inexpensive deal in Leighton Vanderish. But the truth is, we really don't know who will be the starter alongside Micah Parsons. Not to mention that we know that Micah Parsons will not be playing off-ball linebacker 100% of the snaps. So, that happened to me as soon as I saw that the Cowboys were on this list. But according to Bucky Brooks from NFL.com, Micah Parsons and Leighton Vanderish are the third best linebacker duo in the league. Only behind Fred Warner and Greenlaw from the San Francisco 49ers. And number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. With White uh, with Devin White and Levante David. So I just want to get your quick thoughts on this before we do anything else. What's one word to describe the Cowboys linebackers named being named a top three duo? Because I have got to admit, this was a surprise to me. I opened up the article. Just because I was curious about it, the article actually went out there and had multiple top three duos at 11 key positions. And they made number three, the Cowboys linebacker duo, make the cut. I was surprised at this, not even going to lie to you guys. So let's see some of your words here. What is one word to describe the Cowboys linebackers named a top three duo? Toxic Thompson's clickbait, which would might be fair in a lot of cases. Not on, not on this one, though, in my opinion. And here's the reason why. The article for Bucky Brooks actually only included a paragraph on the top team for each of the positions. And then number two and number three were just thrown out there almost as if they were honorable mentions because they didn't even include a, you know, a description. So the article didn't even pay that much attention to it within the article or on a headline or in a subtitle, anything like that. So it isn't even because of that. MJ goes with accurate. We've got Bruce saying that's sketchy. And I like that one. Kevin Knight says surprised. Professor says Bucky has lost his mind. So 
a little more, uh, more than, you know, uh, one word, but I, uh, I don't agree with that one necessarily. I still like Bucky Brooks, but he does have some takes every once in a while. Let's see. Uh, franchise tag, Leighton Van Der Eeshenhaus, Samuel Rowe with the joke there. False, says Professor O. I would call it optimistic. And if I was allowed two words, I would include significantly optimistic. Now, here's the reason, guys. Michael Parsons really is that good to just put the Cowboys up for consideration just because one of those two players is Michael Parsons. I believe that strongly. Micah is that good. If you just throw in some good linebacker there, the Cowboys are in a position to be considered as a top duo. Because remember, we're not talking about the entire unit. The article is specifically on duos. However, Vanderish is not even guaranteed a starting role at this point, is he? Because you've got Jarrell Cox coming back from injury. And we've talked about how big of a risk that might be for the Cowboys since we really don't know what Cox looks like in the NFL because we have not seen him play at that level or at least really play at that level. So we don't know what his level of play will look like. And we know that there's virtually no depth behind these three guys because after these three, after Parsons, Yerville Cox, and Leighton Vanderish, after that, you've got Luke Gifford and a bunch of undrafted free agents fighting for his spot on the team. And someone mentioned, what about Xir White and Akobe Dean? Someone said on the YouTube chat, Sam Rose said, what about Akobe Dean and Kasir White? You've got Okuriki and Darius Leonard over at the Colts. You've got Werner and Demario Davis over at the New Orleans Saints. Campbell at Green Bay with Quay Walker. And I know some of these groups include some rookies and many people will not be a fan of that. But I just have that many question marks about Leighton Vanders. I don't know if he will start or not for this team. LV says is, uh, is going to play like 45% of the snaps, according to Professor O here in the YouTube chat. And Vanderich has been so inconsistent as of late. And I know that he's talked about this in the offseason and he's talked about getting more playing time on Dan Quinn's defensive scheme. And I believe that the actual quote was, getting in a rhythm and playing more, you're going to get that out of me if you play me the whole game. That was what Banderish said early in June about playing more, taking the next step under Dan Quinn. But that seems optimistic to me. I think that the Cowboys really do not belong on this list, if you ask me. I wouldn't make the Cowboys a top three linebacker duo in the NFL right now. Now, from 1 to 10, as Craig gives us the perfect segue comment for this, Craig says it on Facebook, I am not worried about Leighton Vanderish. And it's a good point because although we're not super confident on Leighton, I also do not believe that the Cowboys Nation has fully given up on him. So this is the perfect opportunity to bring up this question. From 1 to 10... How confident are you 
on Leighton Vanderish because this is a guy that at the end of the day, over the second half of the 2021 season, improved his play. And he did so significantly. And the thing about Vanderish is that every once in a while, he proves why he was a first-rounder in the first place, right? He has this perfect moment in which he sniffs out a play, makes a tackle, just does his job tremendously, can show his range, you know, shining coverage, a little bit of everything. But it's so inconsistent. It will happen every once in a while, or he will have a very strong game, and the next week it will all just fall down. So from 1 to 10, let's put a number on this conversation. How confident are you on Leighton Vanderish? 5 out of 10, says Professor O. Toxic goes with the 5 as well. Uh, Kevin Knight goes with the 7. Samuel Rowe goes with the 7. MJ with the 10. Craig says 8. 8 for Robert. 7 for Gregory. Craig doubles down with the 8. Here's the thing. I do believe that, you know, the Facebook people, you know, sounded more optimist on, on Vanderish than the YouTube audience. I will, I will tell you that right now. Shout out to the Facebook audience and the YouTube audience as well. And do me a favor, hit the like button. I would go as high as an eight if injury were, were, weren't, you know, as injuries weren't as frequent as they are with Vanderish. The injuries need to take it down at least one full point. So I will say 6.5. I don't want to go as low as a six because I want to be, you know, aware that he did improve significantly late in the season last year. So I need to give him some points for that. But six and a half for Leighton Vanderish. And I could go as high as an eight if he was healthy and you were not just counting on him missing some playing time every season, right? So I will go with the six and a half for now. And I do not believe that the Cowboys should be this high on this list. I don't believe that the Cowboys have a top three duo at linebacker. But once more, and this is important, if we're just talking about duos, so literally two players, Michael Parsons carries a lot of weight. And Michael Parsons is so good that Bucky Brooks might be onto something here, right? If Leighton manages to win the starting role and he plays 50 to 60% of the snaps and has a solid season, then this might actually end up being one of the best duos in the NFL just because of what Michael Parsons brings to the table. Kevin Knight says next, still an, an issue. Toxic Tom says he's serviceable but not reliable. Six and a half at most, says MMG. <laughs> uh, Samuel Rose says YouTube audience is toxic, I guess. <laughs> Professor O with, the, with quite the stat here says LVE has eight tackles for loss for his entire career. That is so low. And I actually was taken off guard by that number from Professor O. Eight tackles for a loss. Damn, that's low. He's been here since 2018. I will say, though, I will say that the Cowboys kind of nailed it with that contract. Credit where credit is due. You know, they didn't pick off 
they didn't pick up, excuse me, the fifth year option a year ago for Leighton that would have gotten him close to the $10 million mark. And they got him back on a deal that's worth up to $3 million. And I think that for Vanderish's services, $3 million is a pretty fair deal. And you might even argue kind of a bargain at that price, specifically at that price. So I like that contract. Michael says, possible with Parsons. LV doesn't have to play the whole field. LV is just so meh, says Michael. And Sergio says, LV is a cover linebacker. He does not bleed, needs a lot of solo tackles. So there's Sergio's take on that. Now, that's on the linebacker side of things. But I was, I, I, I clicked that article with one question in mind. And that question was, you know, did the Cowboys running backs make the cut? Because a lot has been made about Tony Pollard. And if you bet on Ezekiel Elliott kind of bouncing back from injury and you look at his production early in the season in 2021 before he got injured and you maybe, you know, make a vote of confidence in sick and say, you know what, actually this guy might end up bouncing back and you pair that with Pollard's skill set and hoping that the Cowboys use them both at a higher rate. Can the Cowboys have a top three duo at running back? And the question for you guys is exactly that. Truth or false, Cowboys seek Pollard duo should be considered a top three at running back in the NFL. Top three unit at running back in the NFL. Let me know your thoughts on that. Truth or false? Because let me share with you, in the meantime, Bucky Brooks' actual list. Spoiler alert, the Cowboys duo didn't make the list. And that's because he had the Cleveland Browns with Nick Schaub and Kareem Hunt at number one. Runner-up, the Denver Broncos, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And then at number three, last spot on the podium, the Green Bay Packers. And, of course, they've got Aaron Jones and they've got A.J. Dillon. And that's a couple of guys that have given the Cowboys plenty of headaches over the last few years. Shout out to Mike Crum and, and Paul. that They invited me to their show the last week, I believe it was. And they actually made me the question of who did I fear most out of these two running backs? And I answered Aaron Jones. Well, let's see some of your answers here. Truth or false? Sick Pollard should be considered a top three duo in the NFL. True for Bruce. Uh, Gregory says no. 50-50 for me, says MJ. Professor O says true. False for Craig. <clears throat> Let's see. Would it be true if Pollard got more touches? And that was exact. That was going to be exactly my point. I will go with false for the question. Because... Look at these names. You know that the Browns are going to use Nick Schaub and Kareem Hunt. You know that the Broncos are going to use their two running backs. And you know that the Packers are going to split time with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And what's even better, some of these teams will know when to use each without being predictable. And I do not see that happening with the Cowboys yet. I know that they've made offseason promises. I know that they've told us that this time they're going to find ways 
to use Tony Pollard. I know that they've lined him up on this lot in OTAs and in minicamp. But is that just off-season talk? Is that just because Jalen Tolbert and James Washington weren't even practicing in the off-season? Or is it just, you know, actual planning for the regular season? I want to be optimistic and I want to say that it's the latter, but something, you know, makes me hesitate on naming them a top two duo in the NFL. Could they have the potential to be one if the Cowboys use them properly? I think so, because I believe that Ezekiel Elliott is not washed. I think that his contract is a mess, of course, and I think that as soon as it is possible, a conversation should be had about getting rid of Ezekiel Elliott's contract if the Cowboys want to do so. But I also believe that the injury clearly impacted his performance, and there is no denying that. The numbers are right there, and the difference is massive to act like it didn't have an important impact. It did. And I, I'm a believer in Tony Pollard's skill set. So let's see if the Cowboys increase the workload for Pollard. And at the same time, maybe decreasing six workload will actually help the Cowboys because they will have a fresher sick to work with. Professor Osa, sick plus TP had more rushing yards than and touchdowns than Dillon and Jones did, says Professor O. I would like to, you know, kind of dive into those numbers there and have a deeper conversation or maybe a deeper article about this over at adcsports.com. That's a that's an interesting stat there from Professor O because I would like to to look at averages, you know, and F efficiency and all of that. That's a that's an interesting conversation to be had. Toxic Tom says, "Do not believe their promises. I've been hearing them for almost 30 years and talk is cheap." Craig just continues to make the the prediction that Washington will not make this team which is something that I disagree with. What is up, Alex? Thank you for joining the show. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Let's see. Dallas Young says, Do you all remember Sick the first four games of the season, pre-injury? He was killing it. And the conversation around Cowboys Nation was, you know, he's back. He's back in 2016 forum. This is the best Sick that we've seen in a while. He's explosive, blah, blah, blah. It all went down once he was hurt. It all went down once he was hurt. Todd says, who makes it? Basher, Freifogel, Drummond. I'm curious. Out of those three, I would say that Basher is in the best spot to end up with a 53-man spot. However, not even him has it like guaranteed, right? He needs to beat out some of the veterans that have already been on the Cowboys. So it's going to be one of the most fun battles. Excuse me. But I will say out of those three, I would say TJ Basher makes it. Just based on what we've heard from the team and all of that, right? Hello, Tammy. Thank you for joining the show. Rolando as well tuning in. Steve Miller says, done good in Pittsburgh with James Washington. And you know, the people that like to point towards Washington's stat line in Pittsburgh and criticize it, do not realize that the, the Steelers didn't even throw the football deep. And that is where James Washington thrives. 
And I think that if you look at James Washington's tape, you can still see the top end speed that made him an NFL player and the tracking skills that still make him a deep threat in the pros. I'm actually pretty high on James Washington. I think that this guy is going to be productive for the Cowboys, even if it's not as a starter. Looking forward to seeing how it all plays out for him. But I, I think that calling him to, to not make the team is quite a bold prediction. That's just me, though. Sick was slow the first four games to, to Samuel. I don't know if that is the case, though. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Sick has great numbers in the first seven years of his career, says Dallas Young. And that is right. That definitely is right. You know, I think that they should have been close to making the top three. I'll give you that. I think that, you know, you need to use projection maybe. But the Cowboys might have been close to getting a shout out on the top three running back duos in the league. Because I, I think about who could also be in the mix here. And you could say that Jonathan Taylor, Nehem Hines with the Colts could be in the conversation. Maybe Dalvin Cook and Madison over there with the Vikings. All of those teams kind of belong in the conversation. Who did the Titans draft? Because they've got Henry, but they also drafted a running back that we liked. Uh, I believe it was oh, from Michigan. What, what was his name? Haskins. Hassan Haskins. But he's a rookie, so you know people might not like to include him in the conversation. But the Cowboys are near there. I would make them a top five team in running back duos. Anyways, Bucky Brooks did not include them as a top three unit in the NFL. Not unit. Unit is not the right word. We should use. We, we should actually use duo because that was what the article was all about. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen... That will be it for me tonight here on the ADC Sports Dallas Primetime Show. I missed you last night. We took a one-night vacation for the 4th of July weekend. Remember, if this show gets to 100 likes, we're going to have a full-on Ryan Nall segment <laughs> on tomorrow night's show. So, if you want to make that happen, smash the like button and share the stream. <laughs> Share the stream with all of your friends and talk to them about primetime. Anyways, do me a favor. Once more, hit the like button. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Hope that you guys have a fantastic Tuesday night. And check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. There are some pretty cool articles up there. And every night, every day, excuse me, there are some more, you know, articles out there so make sure that you check them out thank you guys and i will see you tomorrow on prime time thank you